Are you the type of person who's ready to take control over your life? If so, you've come to the right place. We're here to have a frank conversation about the practical skills necessary to adapt, survive, and succeed in almost any of life's situations. Hey folks, welcome to the Street Smarts for Life podcast. My name is J.C. Owens, I am your host, and let's get started with today's conversation. In my opening podcast, I wanted to take some time to introduce myself and what Street Smarts for Life and this podcast are all about, and mainly why I believe that this will be of interest to you. I was born in Philly back in the 60s, and at a young age, my father decided to move my family to the hills of Pennsylvania to get us out of the city because he figured that back in the 60s, Philly was looking like a paddle or a keg with a lot of really rough stuff that was going on with integration and things like that. My dad just didn't want his family involved in all of that stuff. So we moved out to the hills of Pennsylvania, and I grew up in an area where I think the most prevalent business was a sawmill, and uh, it was on the edge of Amish country and steel mill country at the same time. And next thing you know, growing up, I mean, all we understood is that we raised most of our own food. We had horses, uh, spent a lot of time with our horses. Uh, we used them for work and also for pleasure. And we also raised a lot of livestock to supply our food. The hills are an interesting place to grow up in. They teach you a lot. They not only teach you a lot about nature and survival, because, you know, everything is of value when you grow up in the hills. I think mountain folks are discounted heavily, but the old term, a country boy will survive, makes a lot of sense if you grew up in the environment that I grew up in. My father was not a good parent. He had no understanding of raising kids. He treated us more like military soldiers. His entire goal was to prepare us for life and future. So he was very, very tough. He would beat you in the next week at the drop of a hat. I didn't come from a loving, kind family background where hugs were the rule of the day. Very harsh environment growing up. But the one thing that he was effective at was instilling in us a level of discipline that would be unrivaled by even soldiers. My dad, he said, jump. The only thing you asked was how high, sir. And if you didn't approach him in that manner, it was not going to be a pretty day. My mother, she was an alcoholic, not only an alcoholic, but just an out-of-control alcoholic, many times violent alcoholic. Later on in life, I figured out that my father, he knew that the bow was going to break sooner or later, and he had to prepare us for when he wasn't going to be around because he knew my mother was not going to be anywhere remotely close to anything that would resemble a parent. So my father treated us like soldiers. My mother just was just non-present, except for with a beer bottle in her hand. That doesn't mean that she didn't have her moments. It's interesting as kids. I guess you adapt to things. So we loved our parents greatly, but that was our life. We didn't have a lot in the form of anything other than the basics in life to survive. Many times we didn't have electric. We'd cook outside in a fire pit. We didn't have heat. We'd use a coal stove. Woke up many nights. My brothers and I used to call three dog night having enough dogs on the bed sleeping on top of the quilt you're under to keep you warm. So we basically grew up learning how to survive in the country. When I was about 11, 12, my father and mother split and my mother moved back into the city. And growing up in the city was a whole different environment. 
ended up being on the streets a lot. My mother would get drunk, come home in the middle of the night and kick me out of the house onto the streets. And while I was out there, I became very productive. I learned a lot about the streets. And I took the skills that I had applied and learned as a kid growing up in the mountains, and I applied them to the streets so I could avoid the police. I could hide in the shadows. I could stay undetected. Things that I learned while I was hunting as a kid. So now I was the one being hunted because my mother would not only kick you out in the middle of the night in the streets, but she would also call the cops and say that you destroyed the house, you were being violent, you need to be arrested for being out after curfew. Kind of an interesting dichotomy to be in as a young kid. But I made friends in the street. We had our own little gangs and hangouts and hideouts. And we got chased by the police. I mean, sometimes our encounters would not go well. I can tell you police brutality does exist. You have police officers that they think it's a game to chase the kids down when they get a hold of you. Pardon the expression, but beat the hell out of you. I've had many of those incidences. And the reason that they do it is because they know they can get away with it and take advantage of you because they know you come from nothing, have nothing, and can't defend yourself in no way or fashion. So we learned not only to be very tough, we learned how to be very resourceful on the streets. I started dealing drugs at a young age. I was involved in gang activity and theft, committed a lot of crimes, everything in the form of survival. And it was not only survival, but it was survival of the fittest back then. You did not let anybody get an upper hand on you. So fighting, things of that nature, that was commonplace in an effort to survive. I can tell you that there's many occasions where I have stolen food. We lived in row housing. There was times that we didn't even have windows in the house because they'd all get broken out. So I learned to grow up. I learned to survive. I took all the skills that I had learned growing up in the mountains, applied them to the streets in the city, and fared out pretty well. I started my own business, which was, like I said, not a good business. It was a drug dealing business. And Dealing drugs, you learn a lot. You have those folks that will be out there burglarizing others, bringing you goods. So you learn how to fence and sell stuff and to turn products over. I was involved with some very, very nefarious individuals, and I won't go into the particular gang names and things like that, but I dealt with the wrong side of town. And there is a very, very dark side to any city. For me, that became my stomping grounds. That's where I was... Growing up, that's how I developed most of my skills. Well, long story short, through all that I had been through, I finally, at about age 20, ended up in a jail cell. And I was facing a long time into the future in that jail cell. And it was only because there was a few individuals that actually recognized that I probably had better talent to be served outside of that jail cell that I was ever allowed to leave jail without a very, very long prison sentence. And so what I became is a resource for law enforcement. And I taught law enforcement how drug trafficking was being performed by different particular groups. Never had to turn anybody in. I know would never do anything like that because the street has codes that you live by. But I didn't mind teaching law enforcement how crimes were committed and how drug trafficking was done and the best way to get drugs from point A to point B undetected, and things of that nature. And that was my payback. That is what earned me the right to step out of that jail cell and move forward with my life. And the thing about it is that the one thing my father had instilled in me at a very young age, even though he was nowhere around while I was in that jail cell, the one thing that he had instilled in my brothers and my sister and I's psyche was that when you make a commitment, when you make a handshake, when you agree to do something, 
You do it right. You do it 100%. And that's it. Your word is your bond. So when I made an agreement that I was going to change my life in that jail cell, and at that point I was talking to a God I didn't know, I literally said, Lord, you get me out of this and I will change my life. That was my commitment and I changed my life. Well, when I got done being a consultant for law enforcement, I had to go out into the work world and figure out what I was going to do with my future. How was I going to change my story? I didn't have a whole lot of education except for street smarts. All the things that I had learned and used to survive, not only growing up as a kid in the mountains, but also the skills that I had acquired on the streets. I was able to take those skills in many respects, turn those skills into valuable tools that I could use in the workplace. I had made a commitment I was never going to break the law again in any form or shape. I didn't have an education, but what I had, I had an ability to adapt and improvise and survive in any situation. When you're poor, you have to have people skills because if you don't, you're not going to go anywhere. So I was a very, very good communicator, surprisingly, at a very young age. I could talk others into many, many things. That's how I made it in the drug trade. I also was very resourceful, very aware. I was always very aware of my surroundings at all time, everything that was taking place around me. So when I went into the business world, I was able to use my people skills, my awareness skills, always being able to stay one step ahead of the curve because that's survival on the street is staying one step ahead of the curve and making sure that you are aware of everything that's going on around you at all times so that you can adapt and improvise to changing environments. And when I started applying those as useful resources to the business world, I became successful in business very quickly. I rose to the top of any organization I was ever involved with. And I got so tired of hearing folks that owned companies call me into their office and say, man, you're running my company better than I would. I so appreciate having you here. After a while, I decided that maybe it was time to start my own company. Over the years, I've owned many, many different types of businesses. Every single one of them I've turned into success. It doesn't matter whether it was a construction company, landscaping company, sales company, marketing company, seminar company, public speaking. A handful of years ago, I decided I was going to get in the entertainment industry and had a decent little run of success there and then figured out that wasn't the industry I wanted to be in. Went back into public speaking and uh, still to this day, I operate a public speaking company and a sales and marketing company that does well. I figured out a few years ago that I didn't want to be on the road working all the time because I have family. I have sons that I raise as a co-parent. I decided that I wanted to stay home more. So we converted the company that I have into a webinar company. And that was basically an overnight transition, just a decision I made. So now I no longer even have to leave my house to go to work. So now I got to leave the house and go to Starbucks just to get away from work. But I, I got to tell you, I enjoy what I do. That's a little bit about me. And when I look at Street Smarts and what it is, Street Smarts is the awareness and the ability to read others, process the information in real time, and basically control one's emotions to make real and valid decisions. I always find that when it comes to street smarts, I've had friends over the years that are like, wow, you just have this uncanny ability to be able to adapt and overcome situations. I always tell folks, we all have our own set of street smarts. I grew up in poverty. I grew up on the streets. But that doesn't mean that you don't have as many skills as I do. You probably just don't recognize them like I do. Everybody that's listening to this podcast has your own unique set of or what I call toolbox of street smarts from your own life experiences. And my only goal would be to help you rediscover them and lead you into being able to apply those skills in all areas of your life 
every single thing you went through as a child, as a young adult, or even as today as an adult, every single day we're learning things that if we just take the things that we're learning on a daily basis, some good lessons, some bad, and we figure out how to apply them to our daily life and make them a skill set, then you are street smart. I believe the podcast is going to be of interest to anyone. It doesn't matter young, old, athlete, entering the business world, trying to start a career, just trying to survive in the workplace. Maybe you're a parent that's struggling because you're having problems raising your children or juggling the daily day-to-day. I think if you're just looking for some helpful life tips, I can tell you everything you need to know when it comes to safety and security because I was the bad guy. I can talk about parenting. I've raised some boys. I always tell my kids, kids, you'll never get away with anything because there's nothing you're ever going to try or attempt that I haven't done. And that's proved out well, to be honest with you. But I have two really fine sons that I've raised. They seem to be doing well. We go through our struggles and our strives, just like any other parent-child relationship. But I'm proud of them and they're succeeding in life. I always tell folks, in life, you're either a victim or a success story. I started out as a victim. I had an opportunity probably over the course of years, long before I turned age 20, to turn my life around. But I used poverty and my bad card that I had been dealt as an excuse for failure. And while I was using it as an excuse for failure, heck, if you would have thought about it, I had pockets full of money and I thought I was a success. But the reality of everything came to a quick halt in the jail cell and I made a commitment to change my life. I used the resources that I had at hand to change my life. And now I'm starting to share that with others. So being a victim can be self-inflicted or caused by others. And basically, it's how we choose to process and overcome obstacles and challenges in our life that make the difference in all of our stories. So I would hope you take some time to listen. I'm going to have a 10-minute podcast every morning, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. Some of it's going to be fun and humorous. Some of it's serious. Some of it made to make you dig deep and think and process things. Some will bring out deep emotions, and some you'll just be laughing at me going, wow, what a fool. (laughs) But uh, as long as we have fun, we enjoy the time together, give you something to fill in, maybe that drive time, or maybe get that boost. I can tell you that I'm a pessimist that turned into an optimist. So I always see things from the bright side. By the way, my mother that I talked about, it took her to the age of 60, but she quit drinking. She's now 85 years old. She's very healthy. She's very happy. She lives a good quality life. My brothers and sisters, all successful. Every single one of them. My father passed, but my father actually became a good dad for his second family. And I have a total of two sisters and a brother that are stepbrothers. I have a sister and two brothers that are real. And we all consider us just to be one big family. And each and every one in my family has gone on to be a success story. Most of them, if you were to talk to them, say that John led the way. But I had to go through a lot to get there. So I've done a lot of things in life I'm not proud of. But I've accomplished a lot of things in life that I am extremely proud of. And the thing that I'm most proud of is the fact that I survived. I survived many, many things that I wasn't probably supposed to. Many situations, many environments. And like I said, many self-inflicted. But when I really got my head right out of my rear end and I decided to turn my life around... It was the start of an amazing adventure, and I don't look at any challenge in life, anything that I go through, any difficulties, any ups and downs as anything other than an adventure, because I've seen what it looks like on the other side, and that's not a place that I ever want to go. 
So join me for Street Smarts for Life. I think we'll have a lot of fun at this. And if you don't, I'll be here talking to myself. I don't care. I'm going to do 10 minutes a day approximately. But I will be here each and every day, and I'm going to be talking about life. I'm going to be talking about success, how to achieve it, how to get through hard times, how to go through the ups and downs, how to bounce on your ass and come out with a smile. That's going to be this podcast. And just remember, each and every day when you wake up, whatever you encounter, whatever you're going through, whether it's good or bad in life, You're either a victim or you're writing a success story. And I hope to hear every single one of you out there writing success stories. And I hope you communicate with me, share some of stuff from your life. Because if I'm digging deep and going personal, why can't you? And let's face it, we're all part of the same tribe. And together, I always believe we either rise as one or we fall as a group. So, hey, y'all have a great day. And I look forward to hearing from you on the Streets March for Life podcast. Thanks for listening to the Street Smarts for Life podcast. Join our online community at streetsmartsforlife.com to always get the latest information on how to take control over your life.